0: The same way I think in high school, a lot of times, especially, because this is like a time, where, like you said earlier, like emotional growth, a lot of times the pendulum swings from emotionally unstable to emotionally stable to emotionally unstable. Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It 99 here with another episode, and today I'm joined by my good friend Will McCaskill. Will, thank you for making it to the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's good to be here, I mean a nice day outside. I'm excited to be on here.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate it. So, today we're going to talk about something me and you share in common, which is uh, we're both currently seniors um, at Walton High School. And the first question I kind of want to ask you it's a pretty simple answer, but is senioritis real?
1: Well, so we both have Ms. Bond as our world history teacher, and she yes. said at the beginning of the semester that senioritis isn't real. But being, like, a month and a half, two months into senior year, it is very real. Like, I don't want to do stuff anymore. Like, I have three AP exams to take and I don't want to take them. I don't want to have to, like, prep for it, but I'm going to have to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I think for me, it's like, I've always struggled with, uh, like, putting work in, especially for school. I've always struggled with, like, doing homework and, like, actually studying. And now it's like, I thought i struggled with it now it's real dude like it's really hard to convince myself to like do homework or to you know to study like there's some things you look at it you're like what's the point you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah like especially being in sports season like for me personally i come home and i'm tired so i don't want to do my homework and then once i wake up from like going to sleep for a little bit i have practice And then once I come home from practice, I'm tired again. So I don't want to do my homework. It's like a cycle of me just having zero motivation at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel the same way. I'd obviously, I don't play sports anymore um, for high school, but it's kind of the same thing. You get home from school and you're just like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then it's just, you never, you know, really get to it. So how exactly are you combating, like, um, not doing work?
1: I mean, I try and do a lot of my work like in class yeah. so I don't have to do it at home cuz I like spending my home time doing other stuff. Like I like listening to music, watching TV stuff like that. So the way I go about, you know, combating all that work that's building up is I just try and do it during the week before it's due. Even though it's like I don't want to do this. I just have to make myself do it. I mean, it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I think that like kind of the same thing for me where it's just like I try to get as much done as I can in class, right? Like, normally, like, I used to never do homework in class. I think I exclusively do homework in class <laughs> now. Like, it, I kind of... just because you just want to get home and just do something that's not school,
1: you know? Yeah, why would you come home from school to do school? Like, it's... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand. Why, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, being in, like, taking, like, AP Sciences or Maths or whatever, the assignments are usually, like, due, like, by the end of the week or something. At least, like, I'm in AP Chem, and the Chem assignments, she'll give it to us on, like, Tuesday, and she'll say, just have it done by, like, Friday. So I have to, like, either continuously do it throughout the week, or I have to, like, do it on Thursday night. And I don't want to do it on Thursday night, so I have to not listen to her talk in class and just (laughs) 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 That's,
0: like, a great student right
1: there. I'm not going to get into Dr. Edwards, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, chem is very hard. I, I I thought honors chem was hard. I can't imagine what AP chem is like. Um, so how do you balance, like, you know, throughout high school, throughout your four years, like, how have you balanced, like, what classes to take and what classes not to take?
1: I'm not, like, you know how they say there's, like, two different types of students. There's, like, math and science and then, like, lit and social studies, yeah. people that are good at those two groups. I was never until like this year I was never really great at math and science so I my first two years I decided to take higher level lit and social studies but at this point I'm taking harder stuff in in math and in um, science too just because like my GPA is not the most important thing anymore at this point like that was important sophomore and junior year but like if i don't do if i don't get an a in an ap class it won't kill my gpa either way so just like i just went for it at this point you know
0: yeah i I think for me like my biggest issue throughout high school was like just taking classes i shouldn't have taken right like a push like there was no there was no reason for me to take (laughs) Now i'm not i'm not saying don't take a push but for me personally like for me personally like it just didn't make sense it didn't fit you know, in what I was doing. So I think a lot of time throughout high school made a lot of those decisions where it was like taking classes that were hard for no reason, just because they were hard, you know, or just because of the GPA thing. And it ended up hurting me a lot um, in my GPA. But, you know, I, I think it's like, it's hard to balance like the expectation, especially for me, like my parents and stuff, you know, and then trying to do something that I feel like would fit better for kind of what I want to do in the future.
1: Like, at this point, it was kind of me balancing, like, minimum day, and then what I want to take, and then what I, like, have to take. So, chem was a thing. I'm going to have to take it next year in college anyway. It's chem one. So, get it out of the way. But then I, like, wanted to take AP uh, European History, because I've heard good things about that class, and I love that class. But at this point, again, I just don't really care about my GPA that much. So, I'm just just doing what I want at this point.
0: And I think that's one of the great things about college is like, you kind of like make your own path, you know, like you can kind of, ch- you choose what major you do, you can choose kind of what classes you take, what to focus on, what not to focus on, like, you know, you kind of like build, build your schedule around you, you know?
1: Yeah, I think the a complaint a lot of people have about just the education system in general is like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like you take classes that you're not going to use, you know? Yeah. And that's what's kind of good about college. When you get to your junior and your senior year, you're taking classes that are actually going to help you in the field you're going into. But like if I want to do a STEM major in college, I don't understand the point of taking like AP, APUSH. Like what? Yeah. How, besides being like informed, there's not that much of a point of doing that.
0: Can I mean, I I would, would, yeah, I mean, I'd argue it's not really informing. Uh, it's not like a very – I mean, there's of, parts to it. You can, but.
1: If you're with people who like talking about history, I mean, it's yeah. good to be educated. It just depends on, like, what crowd you're in, I guess.
0: Yeah. And, like, I agree with you, especially for me because I'm going to be a STEM major. Like, yes, looking definitely. back at the last four years, like, you know, there's a lot of things I look at. I'm like, what was the point of that? You know, obviously the calculus is important. The physics is important, yeah. you know, okay. towards, like, what I want to do. But it's like, is, is the American literature that important? you know, is, is, is reading about, uh, what's like an American author? I, I don't know. Uh, um, just like, some, just poems, like just some random, Paul like, Bittman. yeah, it's yeah. like, like, what's the point, you know?
1: I think like they do a lot of that stuff. Cause like people, I guess people talk about it. Like it's a thing you can converse about, but I mean, besides yeah. that it's insignificant. And that class can't be like that much different at a college level. It's more in depth, I guess, but you should be able to choose that in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand why, because there's some people that don't really know what they want to do. Like I went to, I went into high school knowing that I wanted to be an engineer by the time I was out, you know, but for a lot of people, they don't know. And I know people still now that don't know, like they're going to college in like six months and they don't know what they want to do. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's, it's valid, it makes sense that they kind of show all these options, but do you think that kind of all this like, extra stuff, do you think it really hinders the education system?
1: I think for people like, like you and me, like both my brothers are engineers, so that was kind of an expectation to go into that field. I think for, it's just situational, because I think there's people who obviously know what they want to do. They know they want to be in poli-sci or STEM or whatever else. But for people who don't know what they're going to do, you were right in the fact that it shows you all your options. But for people who are informed, <laughs> for, people, for people that like um, are just decisive in what they want to do from the get-go, it kind of is a hindrance because you can't take, you can't focus on those higher level AP classes because you're spending time learning about human geography and whatever else
0: yeah i I feel you and i think like if you compare like our education system to like germany for example where it's like your path is set for you by the time you enter middle school like it's you know they like separate you based on your grades or whatever and you go into these like set pathways Mm -hmm. and stuff like i mean there's obviously pros and cons to every type of educational structure and i think you know Part of the part of the reason why that like the German structure, for example, works really well, is that it's funny. you are wearing Octoberfest shirt. Uh <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I just mentioned Germany. I didn't oh, notice yeah. that earlier. Yeah. Um, but like the the thing it does is that it kind of takes that. I guess it's kind of bad. It takes that decision away from you. But I feel like if you do something enough, you'll just grow to like it eventually. You know. Right, like if you're just surrounded by math all the time, eventually you're going to like math.
1: I mean, you like have to like math at that point.
0: Yeah, like you do really have a choice, you know?
1: I mean, if you're, if it's that decisive, like you're going into engineering, you're going into liberal arts from such a young age. I mean, you're going to, it's just like you're going to have to like it yeah. because you're doing it so repeatedly You just have to kind of suck it up and like it, or you're going to be like a really unhappy person, I guess.
0: I mean, like, just think about like when we were in like first grade, what we wanted to be astronaut, firefighter, police officer. But like, as we went through school and we realized that like, like, were we ever surrounded by like firefighter training? Is that a class? No, it's not. Like you never get exposed to like what it's like to work at those things. So you don't desire them anymore.
1: And also you, know? you get, like, more informed on, like... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you're you're a product of your surroundings. Exactly.
0: Um, so, like, I, that's why I feel like sometimes just telling people, hey, you're going to do this, like, you know, it, it could work. It could not work, though, but, you know. I mean, I, but I also think, like, it's good to explore your options, right? Yeah. Like, if, if I never explored, like, talking in front of a mic, I don't think I would have ever... You know how to podcast like that's nothing in this stem world like nothing like that it's more of like a liberal arts type of thing you know so i guess there's pros pros to everything
1: yeah i i mean you just gotta look at both sides of it because again people like you and me know what we want to do but there's just not everybody's the same in that way so
0: yeah so as a senior you've obviously been in high school for four years um <laughs> what is what are some of the things that you kind of like If you had to give advice to an eighth grader, what would it be?
1: It's, this might just be like me speaking, but it's not like as hard as it's, as middle school teachers say it is. It's not that hard if you can, obviously, we're talking about not balancing our schoolwork, but like if you intentionally balance out what you're gonna do and you are set in a plan and everything. You can take hard classes, or easy classes, and succeed if you're just intentional about it. They act, I feel like middle school teachers and the middle school administrators act like it's some huge leap. And it is a gap between middle school and high school, obviously. But not enough so that once you enter high school, it's not going to like emotionally like cripple you once you get there. You'll be fine. You just got to be intentional about planning things, I would say.
0: Okay. I like that. And I I agree with you on like the, like the leap isn't that big. I think honestly, like if you look at eighth grade, then 12th grade, the leap is massive. But I think like, as you go through high school, you gain certain things that like, it's like almost like a, like you're just taking steps. You know, it's not really like a leap. So I kind of like that.
1: I mean, you're also like changing as a person. Yeah. Like you just get more mature. Like, have you ever been? A, have you been around middle schoolers recently? Y-
0: yes, actually. Like, if
1: you look back, and I like <laughs> see middle schoolers. I coach middle schoolers, and I look back, and I think like I can't believe I used to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> but as you mature, it's just you know you change a lot. So just take the gap one step at a time, and it won't seem so like insurmountable i guess
0: yeah i agree I, I think like you know like as you grow as a person i think that's the kind of the, one of the biggest parts about high school you know obviously academically things get harder whatever but like you look at not even eighth girls look at freshmen like look at the difference between a freshman and a sophomore like that that i feel like is the biggest jump in high school freshman to sophomore year um because i think a lot of people that's when they're, like, really hitting puberty, like, really hitting the end stages of you puberty. You hit, like,
1: the emotional puberty at that yeah, point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, you're to hit the emotional puberty, and you can just see, like, you know, the changes, like, at the end of the growth, the growth, like, the physical growth period. You can just see, man, like, it's like a switch. Like, that summer between freshman and sophomore year, like, something happens, dude.
1: We had, a, we had an well, interesting we had summer. It. Yeah. But, like, I remember, I remember coming back, at like, in November... Because we get out, or we get, like, school canceled at, yeah. in, like, eight, March, April? It was, like,
0: mid-March.
1: Mid-March. Um, and it was supposed
0: to go to, like, spring break, and then it was, like, <laughs> end of the school year. And then it was, like, August, and it was yeah. November.
1: And we get back in, like, November, and there's just kids that don't say a word. That used to, like, not stop talking. They yeah. just wouldn't say a word at all. And I just... That might just be a product of the quarantine and all that stuff. But... You just see like sophomores, like I play with sophomores and freshmen, and I used to not really like a lot of the freshmen on the team because they just talk, they just say things that you don't, they don't think through. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm tight with a lot of them now because they've grown up and they can like actually talk about things that aren't like immature, I guess, and act like adults when they have to. So yeah, I, th- I would agree that is the biggest jump that yeah. there is.
0: Because like, I think like when you get into high school, it's kind of like you're just kind of like it's almost like you don't know how to act like like there's no other way to put it like you really just don't know how to act you know because there is a level of freedom in high school that you do not have in middle school, and a lot of kids kind of take that too far or they kind of just like yeah I don't know man there are there are now that I think about it there's a lot of loud freshmen I mean I can't say much I'm a pretty loud senior but like. Um,
1: you're infamous.
0: What do you mean? I'm infamous.
1: Everybody, everybody knows about your your arguing skill. Man. You know,
0: it's you know, it's so funny. Will is that, like, no one ever? It's so funny. No one ever comes up to me and talks to me about anything other than politics and religion. Now, it is so bad. Like, it is actually it is actually terrible. So, if I did happen to give one advice to uh, people coming to high school, don't start a podcast until you're out of high school. <laughs> because senior because your your life is going to get become hell if you at school if you do that dude it, it's terrible thank god i don't have seven classes in a day
1: cause. dude the stuff that people would bring up to you in, in history <laughs> <laughs> dude the
0: arguments are just so dumb they're
1: so they'll stupid. just say they say with the outlandish stuff and they're like what is your opinion <laughs> on this?"
0: like the the question like would you rather take a punch from mike tyson 50 mil or get 10 mil every single year, but you die at 35.
1: What was your answer to that? 10 know.
0: mil every year, and you die at 35.
1: Yeah, big inheritance. It's the kids.
0: It, here was my point. Here was my point. My point was is that if Mike Tyson punches me, I'm not coming out the same person.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, deformed. Like, you I'll have deformed. 50
0: mil, but I won't be able to use it for anything. Like, I'll be in a wheelchair. You're gonna have like, like nerve
1: know? damage. <laughs>
0: That's why I said ten mil. Anyways, that's like beside the point. But yeah, man. I yeah, that's true. Right? I do get argued with a lot about the most random, most random. Or just
1: people just want to see what you'll say. <laughs> they don't care about the answer.
0: <laughs> I think I've started started to notice that people would just come to me and be like, like ask me dumb questions or stuff that they know. Like, what? they're just just get, get a reaction because they know I'm gonna react. Like they know I'm gonna <laughs> say something. <laughs> it, it's funny, but. Yeah, I mean, so my advice—it's not actually don't start a podcast—but my advice is, uh, it's kind of like like don't take it for granted. I think a lot of time, like like if I look back, like I took high school for granted a lot. There's a lot of opportunities I missed out on, you know, like uh, in high school, especially like the first, I would say like first couple of years, like you're very self-aware and like very insecure about at least for me about what other people thought about like for oh, yeah, me, like yeah. people thought like about me freshman year, yeah. yeah. And I would never do stuff. Sometimes I wouldn't do stuff that I liked because of what people thought about me. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like robotics. Like I would, I, I wanted to do that freshman year, but I was like, you know what? It's kind of weird.
1: But, robotics kid?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did robotics for one year. I got kicked off. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's like, don't think about what other people are going to think about you. Just, just do whatever you want to do because people don't actually care. Some people will, like, make fun of you whatever, but no one, like, literally cares. Like, now, like, at this point, like, who
1: cares? At this point, I only, like, get made fun of by my friends. Yeah. Like, nobody is coming up to me and, like, making fun of me. That's well, that's what's... you, but. What... <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> but, like, for my example, like, so I started playing lacrosse freshman year. And, you know, that was, like, the first step I took in, like, not caring what people thought because I suck. I was terrible. Oh yeah, I sucked at soccer. <laughs> I make dude. myself look like an idiot. And now I'm like here 4 years later and I'm like, "Well, I didn't I didn't care what people thought back then and you know, here I am. I'm not saying I'm like amazing, but it's just taking a step it's taking a step towards like just doing what you want to do. That's a big thing in high school you do. In middle school, you kind of your life revolves around what people will think of you. Yeah. But in high school, juniors, senior year, you're doing what you have to do for your future at that point. You're cutting out toxic people. You're spending more time with school. And then, (laughs) like, we're saying this and then we're not not doing it. We don't do anything. uh,
0: You know. It's the thought that counts.
1: I walk, I walk into chem first day of the second semester and I still got an AP exam to take. And I tell, I say to her afterwards, I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm done with this class.
0: Dude, let me tell you, like, I thought I had senioritis, like, second semester junior year, <laughs> dude. And then I thought I had senioritis last semester. And I thought I had senioritis in January. But now that it's March, like, I, I, like, I can't imagine what it's going to be like between May 5th. In May 23rd. You'll
1: like, even have to, like, if you take AP classes, you'll even have to, like, come to school.
0: Yeah, we'll tell Mr. Benton that. But, like, dude, uh, let me tell you, man. Like, even in April, like, as I've never really cared about AP exams. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I would study for them, but I was like, if I get a three, if I get a two, who, who gives a crap? You know, that's kind of, like, been my met- mentality. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that was already my mentality, like,
1: <laughs> what is it going to be now? one
0: dude honestly
1: let's get, D, let's get dq'd for me, an AP exam.
0: for me for me i was like i'm never well i said i'm never getting a one on ap exam i got a one on the ap human exam um
1: ap human is a brutal class
0: for freshmen to take listen i got like a 94 in the class but the issue was you remember that ap exam i didn't take ap human i just oh.
1: hear terrible stories from everybody about so, it so
0: what happened in ap human i just like the course i think i like stuff that's like variety you know, it's a little bit of everything Mm-hmm. it's got a little like economics little science it's actually i think it's a fun course but the thing about it okay. is like it teaches you how to take notes mm. like that was like the most important part of that class for me like the biggest takeaway was how to take notes i think that's kind of like the only thing that ever mattered in that class um but what happened was is, like that was when covid happened and then like we were able to like not do school like your grade wouldn't go down or whatever yeah so i stopped doing ap human in in, in march It's tanked and then my grade didn't change because like a grade couldn't go down, whatever. So then in May, get to the AP exam like and the AP two, exam. There
1: were like two AP units left. What?
0: There was like three whole units I didn't do, <laughs> but that wasn't the issue. The issue was that like, like, the AP exam was two like written response questions, and that was it.
1: Oh my, was it like? Because it was like hours? online
0: or whatever. Yeah. No, it, was, it took me thirty minutes, <laughs> and I got a one, dude uh but other than that like i was like as long as i don't get a one so other that's the only exam i didn't pass um the rest i have but anyways back to what we were saying like you know what were we saying
1: <laughs> senioritis oh, something like that yeah yeah senioritis is real. motivation like between april and may
0: yeah like there, there's not there's gonna there's, be none of that there's not
1: i'm gonna be learning about like i don't know what i do in my like chem is it's gonna be so I think the hardest unit is the last unit and I'm yeah. going to bomb it. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a ninety You heard it now. I have like a mid ninety in the class, it's gonna it's gonna shoot down, it's gonna be crazy.
0: Man, I wish I had a mid nineties right now. It's hard though. it's hard to like convince yourself to be like, you know, just one more Don't month. Stop, one stop. more month. It's hard.
1: I got other stuff to do. Yeah. I don't actually have like that much other stuff to do. No, I realize you that. You just too. tell yourself that, yeah. like everybody tells himself, "Oh, I could, I have so many things I would rather be doing," but then they don't do anything. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> so.
0: I did the same thing. Um, what are you majoring in?
1: Biomedical engineering. Good choice. Yeah. And where are you going to go? Uh, UAB. Nice. What are you majoring in at Tech? Uh,
0: mechanical engineering. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's either that or electrical. I haven't made my mind up yet.
1: They're probably like but. only one class different the first two years. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't change. Until yeah, yeah. There's there's not much difference the first time, couple years.
0: Like. Yeah, um, I mean we'll see, but um, yeah. So why do you want to do bio- biomedical?
1: Well, like growing up, I. You know, you were talking about like what you want to be growing up. I wanted to be a doctor, and then I realized, like, pretty young, that you got to go through like a lot of school to yeah, be never. a doctor, like 12, 15 years of school yeah. to be able to practice. Yeah. So, I can stay in the medical field, and then I like discovered last year that I'm really good at chemistry and I really like it, and that's a big thing in that field because you got to know like in pharmaceuticals, you got to know how stuff reacts with stuff. So last year was kind of the time I decided it. And I didn't really, I don't want to just major in chemistry. There was something about adding the engineering part to the end. (laughs) I mean, there's
0: there's extra money right there.
1: (laughs) So I'm hoping it's like looking four or five years in the future, but something about like developing some sort of pharmaceutical or something like that. But I got time to decide that. At least I know what I'm majoring in at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, biomedical engineering, I think I saw, like, is, like, the fastest growing branch of engineering, like, projected, like, for the next 10 years or something. It's a good yeah. good choice. Um, why UAB?
1: Well, I only applied to three schools. I applied to UGA, UAB, and uh, NC State. Do you
0: regret applying to only three? No.
1: Because, okay. so my brother goes to UAB. He's a junior. He's a civil engineering major. And... Mm-hmm. From like the moment I went to Birmingham I really liked the city I like what the school does for the city because has all the it builds all these hospitals yeah. and does all the civil projects for it because it's in the heart of it part of the city so it can it uses like it gets subsidized to do civil projects and stuff like that so I like not only the environment of the city but what the school does for it, and how the school can contribute to like the less privileged parts of it, and then once I actually, because my brother's in the engineering school, I got to talk to the dean of the engineering program, and he, you know, he just gave me like a real, a really real talk about what was like expected and like what was going to happen, and how the program really functions, and once I've actually taking a dive into the school and the academic part of it. I just, I think it's corny to say I like fell in love with it, but I really, I really like it, you know. And I got a lot of money to go there. <laughs> just gonna add that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's always a good. That's that's a good perk. That's that's cool though that you're like brothers going there. You're going there. Yeah, I have it's a nice. Bailout. I have a bailout. Yeah, I mean UAB. Like uh, I remember, like they came and talked to us uh, in the STEM STEM program. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> like they do, uh, like you said, like a lot of like. Kind of like community, mm-hmm. community work. it's There's not a lot of schools that do that. Like very few, actually. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like the only one that comes to mind, other than that, is like Purdue. You know, mm-hmm. like you got like you UA, like UAB, Purdue, and like that's really all that comes to mind. Like at that level of like community, you know, outreach and work yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I think it's something that is very underrated in the business world because if you think about it, like especially now, like everyone's moving towards philanthropy Very mm-hmm whatever reasons they do whether it's economic or whatever but it's it's always like a good thing to do you know, it's always a good thing to help people and i think it's kind of like it's a good perk so it's a good good idea and you know congratulations
1: you know? yeah thank you i mean yeah. i also got deferred from the other two so <laughs> last option i mean it, it was you know, like it, nc state was my was my number one but it's a very hard school to get into for out of state yeah and i didn't really do that well in school the first two years so yeah I'm like catching up a little bit
0: yeah no i felt you like like uh getting into tech for me was a big surprise yeah. like massive surprise especially like where my gpa was at where my sat was at i don't know if you watched the video but i did um, i watched the end i can't oh, okay yeah no it's fine uh, that's more than most i saw people.
1: i saw your like your stats and then i skipped to the end one the facetime thing and
0: then, well yeah i mean that's you know the whole point I don't was know what that else was happening. the whole point was that you watch the whole thing so my retention goes up it's fine, though. Because I looked at the stats for the video. It's so funny. Like, you see the, you see the curve? Like, it goes down. Like, the beginning of the video starts. And it, like, stays at, like, a high percentage. People and then are it waiting just, for you to tell. Yeah, yeah, and then it just drops off for the rest of the video. And then at the end, just spikes all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like, there's no I'm way. to give
1: you views, man. It right got views, not? though. Good for you. It
0: got views, but not not retention. <laughs> Definitely not retention. Um, but... It was a big surprise because, like, it's not like I have the best stats, like, at all, you know. Like, I think, honestly, like, 100%, like, it came from God, the podcast, and, you know, like, m- my background and my ethnicity and, you know, kind of like what I wrote about that. You know, without those three things, I mean, there's, there's zero chance I get it. Yeah. yeah,
1: because, you know, the second or the regular, I think, second wave of decisions came, came out, out yesterday. Night, yeah, And two close friends, like, of mine who, who are white, um, I don't know. Uh, They didn't get, or they got waitlisted. Yeah. Great GPAs. Like, do you, can I name drop? I mean, I'll bleep him out if it's that big of a deal. I don't know. I don't think he cares. wrote a great essay, but I think the whole, like, government subsidizing for, for, like, diversity and stuff like that, it's not, it just makes it so much harder for some kids to get in. Yeah. I'm not saying it's unfair. Because no, I, I mean, to, I, mean colleges, I think it's unfair. Colleges are trying to constantly develop their programs and yeah. their, their campus or whatever. But it just kind of ruins chances for some kids more than others.
0: Yeah. And if you want to hear more about that, there's a podcast I filmed. Uh, it came out in, like, November, and it's about... Um, I can plug myself, man. It's my, it's my show. I can plug myself. <laughs> and we talked about, like... Um, like what he's talking about like government subsidies up here yeah but like in that thing like i in that podcast i talked about how how i personally think it's unfair because like just because someone like because i understand from a socioeconomic perspective right i get that right if someone lives in a very poor area like you should probably help them out because they might not have access to the best materials Uh, you can argue the merit of that argument but that is an argument but just to make that about race first off it makes you racist i mean like i don't know how no one's like mentioned that or noticed that like just because there's a correlation does not mean there's a causation right not every black kid is poor not every white kid is rich you know yeah, yeah so i think what it does is it gives an unfair advantage to rich black kids and it a really big disadvantage to poor white kids and then in general like normal human being normal white kid not normal that's a very bad word to use sorry like people who are just like average in the socioeconomic platform like you can't just you can't just push someone up above the other because of their skin color
1: they call it like <clears throat> like equity you know they call it equity but i feel like the equity is like raising some and then like chopping some yeah. down you know what i mean have you seen like that graphic of the people looking over like the to see the baseball game and there's a big fence and there's like a really short kid and a really tall person and they put the short kid on like a big Box. It's called equity, and like it says equity under it. And then on the other like panel of it, it just shows like them chopping down the tall dude's legs, and then raising the kid really high. I just think it's really representative of what yeah happens, and just. I mean, I think that
0: systems like even beyond just educational like diversity, I think in general like as a society, a lot of times we it's it almost like overcompensate right like there's like there's no question that there are that there is a correlation that colored people tend to have a lower socioeconomic status <clears throat> than white people if you look at the entire US population yeah, yeah. right there's no no doubting the numbers but you like you don't solve that by putting pushing pulling white people down that's not how you solve that you know you solve it like by helping the other people up you know and, and in another way it's like You know it's uh yeah it's kind of wanky just deal with it um but like instead of just giving giving whatever like if you want to talk about like just giving people free money you know for like unemployment or whatever or um like the stimulus packages or whatever like all that stuff's great you know but i don't it's a completely different topic but like i don't think that's like a solution you know i don't think you know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stop there before I get myself in trouble. But uh, like, like, th- I think there's better ways to go about it than being like, you're black, you get a little bit more. You're Hispanic, you get more. You're Asian, so you're smart, so you, sh- you know, it's harder you're gonna you get get in to get anyway. into schools. So like, like, exactly. No, but I know a lot of kids that are, you know, in the Asian ethnicity that like, like, way better stats. Like, you can have this, tick all the other boxes, and one has better stats than like, like a Hispanic or a black kid. And they just get it. The black kid or Hispanic, gets in because they're black or Hispanic. You know, it has nothing to do with what their scores are, you know? So that's where I kind of have an issue with it. But
1: Yeah, I've seen, like, I've seen these videos on, like, social media. And it's this, like, college advisor. And he sees a kid will submit their stats and they're, like, their honors and stuff like that and where they applied. Oh, you know, like, and you like,
0: like guests or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah.
1: they chose the results like in the next, mm-hmm. the next video or whatever. I just think it's so unfair that kids who they might, parents might be making, you know, 200, 200 K plus 300 K plus, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But valedictorian high AP scores, you know, varsity captain, stuff like that. And they won't get into like Harvard or, an Ivy or Stanford or something like that yeah. like what more can you want <laughs> Exactly. From, from a student
0: and I think it's like it's kind of unfair to the student to be like you know oh your parents are rich like you can't control that like you can't control that and not only that but not everyone's parents just gives them free money right there's a lot of kids whose families are well off but they have to still work for their money you know I know especially I know. going to Walton like a lot a lot of a majority of the school is very well off yeah but it's not like anyone's getting, and there are kids, but it's not like the majority of kids in that situation aren't just getting money from their parents.
1: I had to, like, I had to buy my car. I have to work every yeah. weekend. Like, it's not just because my parents make a set amount. It doesn't mean that I'm any less hardworking, any more of a spoiled brat than, yeah. you know, somebody whose parents might have no money and still is poor in their decisions and still gives their kids money, you know? Yeah. It's just a, an unfair system, but that, I feel like that's just a very different talk. I mean, I feel talk. like I mean,
0: it's very hard to make it fair, right? Yeah. I think like, the only way you can try and make it fair is like, equality of opportunity, but I feel like we're already at that point. And I feel like, I mean, maybe not 100%, but I feel like at least 90% of the way towards equal opportunity, there's only so much you can do more to give people the same opportunity.
1: We're having so much equality equal opportunity that's becoming an equal opportunity yeah. again, so it's getting skewed to the other end of the spectrum than it was before. But, you know, that's a super loaded topic to yeah. talk about. We kind of got off on a, on a tangent here. Yeah,
0: we did get off on a tangent, but it's fine. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't shut up, so like, you know, you get one tangent and another one, you know? Yeah. But, I agree. Like, I think a lot of times, a lot of times people think of stuff from like a, in like a line. Mm-hmm. Kind of like not equal to equal, whereas I try to think about it. It's almost like a circle. Like you, if you keep trying to get more and more equal, you're gonna go. Like back you're just gonna to keep angle. going back around. Yeah, it's a you loop. Know? Exactly. It's a cycle. It's a cycle, exactly. So I think, you know, with every you keep seeing the pendulum switch, like flip from like, with, throughout history of like super liberal, super conservative, super liberal, so, and I think over time the extremes are just getting. So far out that they're the same, that they're like the same. Like, you're (laughs) just doing 360s with the pendulum now. Like, you're not even, I
1: know that this (laughs) is (laughs) old. I'm not gonna gonna elaborate on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no need to elaborate. Um, if if you want to, if you want to find out yourself, you can find out yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to get back to the topic of seniors, but uh, from that, let's see, let's try to think of a cool segue. Um, Kind of like how the pendulum's swinging um, like, you know, from like whatever, super liberal, super conservative. The same way I think in high school a lot of times, especially because this is like a time where like you said it earlier like emotional growth. A lot of times the pendulum swings from emotionally unstable to emotionally stable to emotionally unstable. So how have you kind of dealt with that throughout high school?
1: Um, sometimes I just like because uh, I've definitely had to deal with it, especially during spring when I'm playing a sport, I have so so much to do. I'm balancing you know family, sports, school, social, you know how it is. But sometimes you just have to take a step back for me and look at all of this in perspective of importance and kind of rank how much energy you want to put into each thing and how much you're getting from each thing. Like like at this point, I care more if I'm, like, ranking stuff I care about. I devote the most of my time right now to sports and school. But when I take a step back and look at it, I don't really think school matters that much right now. So I can maybe put that a tier below and bring, like, you know, I only have so much time with my friends left, like, my close circle before we all go off to college. So maybe I can, like, rank that above school at this point it's just all for me about perspective and looking at what you're getting out of your situation because if you try and balance them all perfectly you're probably going to not do it very well and it's going to lead to like a like super bad instability so it's more just like a tier list for me than it is like a perfectly balanced Hmm. you know piece of wood on a circle on a (laughs) <laughs> on a basketball you know what I mean yeah I get what you're saying
0: I, I agree I think obviously knowing our priorities is important but I think another part about it is kind of like expecting the unexpected from it from like an emotional standpoint right because you'll lose friends you'll gain friends like there's so many so many instances of people who've just like gone you know um for whatever reason it is and you just kind of like it sounds really bad, but you kind of just got to like ignore it and just keep going. You know, there, there's a point to where it's just like if you always think about, oh, man, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done that. can't believe this happened. can't believe that happened. Like you're not going to do anything. So you got to keep just kind of like taking those steps forward and just like continuing kind of just like pushing it away.
1: I think we've so our team last Sunday learned. We got a talk from a uh, professional lacrosse player that went to Walton like in late 2000s. And one thing he was talking about specifically was like, you can't like make yourself like a victim, you know? You can't look at all this like losing friends or getting a B on a test when you won an A. You can't look at all that and just say like, oh, poor me, you know? You just gotta keep going forward. You can't, if you sulk, and when life kicks you and you just stay down like what what are you gaining from that what is what is the point of lingering on something that is hurting your mental health and we this dude Scott was talking to us about how you like ways to get up and move on and again going back to like perspective and saying okay was i really getting that much out of this friend or this class or something. So, just in general, it's what you devote your energy to, and how that will affect your mental health. I would say, and your stability.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times, like, like like you said earlier, like the perspective and kind of like making a tier list and like saying like what's important, what's not important. I think a lot of times, like as humans, what we do is in the moment we like we like put things like way higher up than they should be like in the moment we're like ob- almost like obsessive over certain things, you know, and a lot of times, like, I think one of the best ways to pull yourself into perspective is journaling and just like spending like quiet time, you know, whether that, whether from like a Christian perspective, like with God, or just from like a, you know, like a secular perspective, just literally sitting in quiet. Cause a lot of times, like, I don't know if you ever tried this, but like just sitting in absolute silence, like, you, like a lot of times, like it's, it's super hard to last like even five minutes without just like wanting to do something because you're always doing stuff, always doing stuff. So I think a lot of times when you sit back and you just let your mind rest, you're able to understand like what really is important. You know, a lot of times, like especially like one of the things we do is like we put ourselves last, yeah. whether on purpose or an accident. Like we do all these things, we're doing all this stuff. And it's like, where is the time for my self-improvement? You know, and sometimes it's all the way at the bottom of the list. So I think a lot of times you have to kind of realize that, and then try to find a way to fix to put yourself first. You know, and I think a lot of times that will kind of ease a lot of the problems.
1: Yeah. Um, so you were talking about like putting things on a pedestal, and I'm gonna give like an example. So last year, May. So bring my closer. Sorry, mm-hmm. bring the mic closer. Oh my God. Uh, May, we lose, our team loses the state championship. And, you know, it was super high emotion at the time. And for, like, a few days, it was nice to, like, not have any lacrosse to do. It was great. And then, like, but the day of, it felt, like, just terrible. It was one of the worst feelings ever. But then you take a step back, like, a few days later, and I was like, It could be bad, but you know we. I have another year left to play, so it's not the end of the world for me to lose this game. Or another thing is like you know people put tests. People take hours to study for a single test. Yeah. I don't do that. Like I'm just gonna be honest. I don't do that. I take I take. Fifteen, twenty minutes to study, for a huge test, because. One test won't make or break your life. Like, if you get, if you get a B on, a, on an AP Calc test, like, second semester of senior year, it's not going to, like... Yeah. You're not going to take back your letter of admission to a college. It's not, it's not going to happen. So it's just... I mean, we've been kind of, like, repeating, just, like, taking a step back and just thinking or writing down what you think you should be devoting your energy to. And then through that, your mind will be just like more at ease.
0: Yeah. And I think that peace of mind is one of the most like underrated things. And it's one of the most, it's one of the things that we like, we just like, we always wish we have it and we can have it, but we just choose never do to. it. We choose not to, you know, cause we're always, you know, prioritizing the hustle bustle, like the just doing whatever you can any moment. Cause that's kind of like the, that competitive nature. You know?
1: Yeah, like, so last night, for example, played a lacrosse game. We lost, but we're playing, like, the best team in the st- One of the best teams in the state. And coach comes onto the bus, and he's like, guys, you know, we lost. But just, it was a good night, you know. We lost, but it wasn't terrible. So we took, he told us, like, guys, just relax for the next 10 hours, 12 hours, something like that. And just don't devote your emotion to how you lost this game for the next 12 hours let your mind just like like just get it out of your head because it's not going to do any good for you if you're just head down motivated all the time on how you're going to beat bt in a game in a single game and it's not like going to make or break your world if you lose that game you know
0: yeah i think it's also one of the things with high school sports That makes it so much different than club sports Mm. you know like club like it's a lot it's there's not as much as not as much at stake a lot of the times whereas high school like i don't know why like when i i mean i played one year of jv soccer so i don't really have much high school experience but like even when i was managing last year for varsity like you can like it's it's just more intense like you feel every game a lot more than you would a club game
1: And I I don't actually, like, I couldn't explain why that is, and I've been playing. Yeah, I mean, I I can't. I've been in high school and club for, you know, I've been playing club for, like, two years and high school for four, but you go to, like, a club game, and it's just, it's like, like, we lost, one of my teams lost in the championship in a club game, and I was like, I, (laughs) like, I just, like, I remember left, and we got cookout after, we are hanging out yeah. but after I lose the state championship game for high school everybody's like emotionally crippled for yeah. like an hour
0: yeah I think it's more like a pride thing like I played club soccer since I was from when I was 12 to 7 to 16 mm. so 8 years played high school soccer one year yeah. managed one year like non-broadcasting um, yeah <laughs> 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 um, but yeah so it's like it's weird. High school is just way more intense. don't know how to explain it.
1: Like, I don't... Because I feel like high school is just so much more permanent than club is. Like, you win something in high school, it's there, like, forever. Yeah, I think
0: it's also, like, more personal.
1: Yeah, it's like you're right. representing something that is an integral part of your day-to-day yeah. life. And you're... I got nothing. You're just re- representing something that is so close to, like what you do every day, that you have so much drive to be good at it. I mean, yeah. and club is for like recruiting. So if you don't want to get like recruited that much, club is like.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a similarity between high school, uh, between soccer and, uh, and lacrosse.
1: I mean, most club like play during the summer. Not many people play just to have like pure fun. Like, not even I played to just have pure fun. I was getting better for this season. I'm not trying to get recruited. So, like, there's never... Club, there's always some underlying reason to do it. You don't just, like, do it. I know very little people that do it just to have a good time. It's just the sports system is very, um...
0: I mean, that's a different, completely different topic. Yeah. What sports are like. Um, Yeah, there's actually a really good book... um, it's not really about sports, but he uses sports as an example. It's called Outliers by Malcolm, Gla- I
1: Malcolm Gladwell. I had to read it. Oh, it was, uh, oh, it was an A.P. Lang book, right? Yeah, I took that. I had to read it in 10th grade. Yeah,
0: well, it's a good book. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was nice. Um, but, yeah, any last thoughts for the podcast?
1: Um, I don't know. The high s- last few months of high school are going to be interesting. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's
0: I mean, going to be a movie. Or not, I mean not me, I'm I'm lame so for very... me it's gonna be very boring. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> we'll be doing this.
0: Yeah, I will be doing this a lot more. A lot of filming. You know, today, today, let me tell you something
1: well, Today
0: I was supposed to film four podcasts. What? Okay. Have
1: you already filmed today?
0: No no no. So I was supposed to film four today. As of like this morning. Or like whatever. At three forty in the morning, the guy who's supposed to do the nine AM like texted me and was like, I'm I'm throwing up, I'm like super sick, can't do it. I believe him. He was up at uh, three in the morning. I believe him. Yeah. You know? So I was like, okay, whatever. Then the eleven AM one called me at nine and said, Man, I, I can't do today. My mom he goes to college. He's like, Oh my mom is coming in town. You didn't know that? Whatever. <laughs> you came. You? you came. I came. And I then-
1: practiced I, I came. I took like a like a five minute shower and I was I was out. Thank you Will. I appreciate Very it. You're <laughs> welcome.
0: And then the five PM person just was like, Man, like I just I, I can't i can't come <laughs> so and this is like the past like three weeks i think I, i've started to do this thing where i book like three or four in a day because i know no one's gonna show up <laughs> so it's like because you're gonna
1: be here and getting texts like, exactly
0: and it's just like you know what so i like triple book or whatever or whatever and then it's like okay can we reschedule a shirt like next time whatever like next monday like on monday i'm filming two i bet you're only filming one on monday i bet Shervin's one of them. There's no chance he shows up. Okay.
1: I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell him on Monday to.
0: <laughs> no chance he's, he's. You know how many times he's clicked on me? Four.
1: Sure, he doesn't. Oh, actually, I, he works. He works. He does work.
0: He, but the thing is, I'm like, hey, give me a time that you can commit to. Like I ask him, give me a. He's like Wednesday at one. Got it. Damn, I gotta work. Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday, no, it's not even work. It's like Tuesday night. It's like, sure, if you can do it. No response. Ooh. Wednesday. Sure, if you can do it. No response like 1250 my bad bro i forgot you did not what? forget <laughs>
1: <laughs> that kid is so oh, i'm sorry bro i am, ber- bro. I am berating him so but it's fine. no it's okay let's keep going no, I, like,
0: I love the kid man i love the kid his last podcast was interesting <laughs>
1: was that the uh, the gym motivation one or the no the like, one with him was the partying. partying in sorry, multi sorry I, I got him mixed up with uh, philippe yeah
0: partying in multi i actually kind of watched that
1: i actually watched that one I watch select ones. I watch people I know.
0: I mean, I don't blame you.
1: I also, like, am not a huge... Like, I can't listen to a podcast for 45 minutes. I probably won't Only
0: 45?
1: To... Yeah. I don't... I like music. Bro,
0: I be watching three-hour podcasts all the time.
1: You want to... What do you want? A handshake? What...
0: <laughs> i sweaty. Don't do that.
1: You. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. You have to nominate someone to come on the podcast that hasn't been on. This is what I'm starting to do now with my okay. guests so I can get more ideas.
1: Okay. One of, one of my friends that I can talk to actually about things with like substance I, yeah with substance jesse franks needs to come on the podcast jesse so franks I, okay we'll see jesse, jesse franks. franks on the podcast i'll, t- I'll tell jesse I, I don't know if i'm seeing him tonight but i'll see i'll tell him
0: well then i'll, I'll, I'll let him know then I'll pull all up right again. well i'll pull up again dude welcome anytime oh. we're i'm cutting this part out we might be getting a studio soon oh trying to get a studio where is it at my dad's office it'll be 92 he owns like his own firm and he has a room that he doesn't use. So give me that, give me that. So hopefully, cause you know, you know how long it takes, this thing like 30 minutes to set up. I wish I could just walk in, click a button. Dang bro, be great. All right, well that'll be all for Keeping 99 Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, turn on post notifications. And that's all, see you next week. Thank you, Bye. Yeah. bye. Oh,